danger. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Hey, good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. And look at who's here, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Listen, I don't know if I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because I am a little tired, but I am here on time. Drop one of clues bombs for me. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, even though I shouldn't celebrate what I'm supposed to do. No, you should not. I always say you shouldn't celebrate what you're supposed to do. I take care of my kids. Exactly. You don't celebrate people like that. You're supposed to, Negro. Okay, I'm supposed to be here on time, but I am here. We're all like, wow. <laughs> How was uh, Lip Service Live last night? Lip Service Live was great. It went a lot longer than I anticipated, but it was really good. You know, all the hustle gang came through. It's like 12 of them. So imagine having a conversation with four women and 12 members of Hustle Gang at once. Well, Hustle Gang going to be here this morning. We don't have enough chairs and we don't have enough microphones, so I think that we should only accommodate five. I guarantee you some of them aren't going to make it anyway this morning after last night. Oh, that's good. Because we don't need 12 people in here, okay? And Natori Naughton, a.k.a. Tasha from Power, came through. Drop, was, okay, drop one of clues bombs for uh, Tasha from Power, Natori Naughton. She was filming, and she uh, blessed us and came through right after she finished filming Power. So they filming season, what's season, what's season five now? Yeah, I think it's season five. Did she yes. give you any spoilers? I asked her for some, and her answer was, um, I live. I'm alive. Oh, so that means that it's more death going to happen this season, which means that power is coming to a close. Which means that she could was really just saying, I'm filming, so I'm alive. I can't give you any information, basically. So she meant she was alive or yes. her character Her character is alive. Okay, yes. got you. All right. So that was all she was like, I can't tell you anything more than that. So she's still filming. She's still alive. And then we had a couple of other women who joined us. Um, one of them was like, oh, you guys talked about me on The Breakfast Club before. Ooh. Her name is Taylor Leanne Chandler. She has a tell-all book coming out next year, and she used to date Michael Phelps, the swimmer, Olympic swimmer. But she is... No, don't know her. She's intersex. What's that mean? So remember when he got the DUI and got pulled over? That's when the whole story came out about them dating. So that means she was born with both a penis and a vagina. Oh, hermaphrodite. But that's what we used to call him back in my day. Right, that's offensive now. But uh, Hermaphrodite is offensive? Yeah. Come on, man, stop it. No, she's, stop, she's stop, intersex. stop. Where's the offensive handbook? How all of a sudden is her map oh offensive? Gosh. It's in the dictionary. It's a word. Yeah, but intersex, I guess, is different. What's the difference? I mean, I say I don't know the difference. Right, so when so. you tell me that a person was born with both sex, we used to call that a hermaphrodite. Right, right. So now I guess it's something else. But yeah. don't say it's offensive. I just don't know. Educate all right, well, me anyway, she Jesus but she Christ. has um, stuff with a lot of celebrities, <laughs> so she actually named the names of different athletes and you know, entertainers that she's been with okay. in her book. And she said she also didn't used to tell people at first. So she was married six times. Only her last husband knew. What but is, I guess I, now I everybody knows. I, I, I'm confused. Like, what, what is... What is you know what? I don't, I'm still out of the realm of understanding. I just want to talk to Hustle Gang this morning. I'll, <laughs> I'll learn about all of that later. I ain't got time for this. And like shout out to Alana right Love, who was also a guest last night. 
and that's it. Yeah, I feel like I'm at Harvard talking to a bunch of millennials, and they d- d- jumping on their Uncle Charlotte for what he don't know. Okay, I'll just learn later. Jesus Christ. Don't but say the wrong thing, Charlotte. I can't, you can't say it's the wrong thing if I just simply don't know. I know. Come on, you've been taught something my whole life, and all of a sudden, nope, that's not it anymore. That's not what it's called. Uh. I got time for that. Now. You got front page news coming up next, but Hustle Gang is joining us this morning, so that'll be T.I., Young Dro, um, Trader Truth will be here, mm-hmm. as well as Tokyo Jets and Trans Lee. I think that's a nice starting five. That is the starting five for Hustle Gang, by the way. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I guess B.O.B. is the sixth man. Yeah, well, will be starting five. We'll have a good time, but we are going to talk about the yeah. slave trade in Libya. In Let's talk about news. it. Okay, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, and this young lady is nominated for two Grammys. Cardi B is the Breakfast Club. It's not like I need the Grammys to validate anything because I always tell people don't go with the flow, be the flow. And it's like, don't go with the mainstream when we are the stream. But it feels good to see Cardi B nominated for two Grammy Awards, okay? But don't think Grammys that, you know, Cardi is any cooler because y'all nominated her. Y'all are cooler because y'all nominated her. All right, it's a difference. Now, yeah, you got front page news? Yes. Talk to me. Uh, let's talk about the slave trade in Libya. This has become uh, actually quite a trending topic these past couple of days. Now, these pictures have emerged, and there was also a, a CNN investigation that produced footage of West Africans being sold at slave markets in November. According to reports, what happens is uh, people are trying to flee from several African countries. They fled war, they fled poverty, they're fleeing unemployment in their countries, and they have to go through the desert, and they have paid uh, smugglers to get to Libya to try to cross the Mediterranean into Europe. Mm. Now, the problem in Libya is that their system has failed there. They don't have a real government right now, and it's a, they're considering it a failed state. Oh, there was you know civil that, war back in 2014. You know that's Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton's fault, by the way, but I'll tell y'all in a minute. Continue. Right, so what happens is uh, these people are getting to Libya. There's no type of registration process for the tens of thousands of refugees, and the detention centers are unsupervised in some parts of Libya. There's stories of torture, rape, forced labor. When the centers are getting too crowded, people are then allegedly sold off like goods in an open market. So what people are doing is that they're using smartphones to connect with uh, smugglers to get to Libya's coast, and then that's where they're being sold, being held for ransom, or being forced into labor. I would really like to see what President Obama and Hillary Clinton have to say about this because this is pretty much their fault. Because under President George Bush in 03, the U.S. negotiated an agreement with Gaddafi and the deal was that he would give up his weapons of mass destruction peacefully and the U.S. wouldn't try to depose him. But for whatever reason, the Obama administration didn't stick to that deal and they went into Libya and overthrew Gaddafi and Barack said that was the worst mistake of his presidency because they failed to prepare for the aftermath of ousting Gaddafi and they got him out of there but no new government or regime took charge so chaos and civil war broke out which ultimately led to people being enslaved. Yeah, really uh, awful uh, footage, and to imagine that something like this is happening today. So mm-hmm. I guess right now the uh, France's ambassador to the U.N. is urging that they impose sanctions on the people involved in Libya's slave trade. So we don't even know if that's going to really do anything mm. or not. All right, uh, let's talk about the Bellagio. An armed robber held up the poker cage at the Bellagio Hotel and Casino. This happened yesterday afternoon around 3.45 p.m. A white man wearing a mask quietly walked over to the cage. He had a gun, and he demanded an unspecified amount of money. That's the same place where they filmed Ocean's Eleven, by the way. 
they had that whole elaborate scheme, and this guy just walks up with a gun. Yeah, so did he watch that movie one too many times? You can't do Ocean One, bro. Well, he got away with it, right? The really? Tellers stay calm, give him the cash. He's still at large. They're still trying to find him. Now, the actor James Woods was inside the Bellagio when this happened, and he tweeted about it. He said, so we're playing poker at the Bellagio and a guy walks up with a gun and robs the cage 30 feet from us 10 minutes ago. Bellagio staff were fantastic. They surrendered the money quietly so no customers would get hurt. Nobody even realized it was happening. Excellent staff, cool under pressure. I hope James Woods called 911 before he decided to tweet. Did did, did you call for any type of assistance before (laughs) you decided to tweet about the event? Or was your first thought to tweet about it? Yeah, I don't know. He said, uh, you know, they did everything so quietly. I don't know if he knew about it after or he watched it happen, but... That's, you know, and Jesus right now, uh, residents in Vegas are looking for a silver Chevrolet Cruze with Nevada license plates. They ha- say that's what the suspect is believed to be driving. What happened to if you see something, say something? It shouldn't be if you see something, tweet something. Okay. James Woods was not getting involved. Jesus Christ. He was in casino. Now, we got to get it off your chest coming up next. 1-800-585-1051. If you want to vent about anything, okay? If you want to celebrate life, if you want to tell us how good things are going for you, if you want to tell us how bad things are going for you, whatever. Call, We're here. Call, call. Reach out and touch us. 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Good morning. Who is this? This is Mary. Hi, how are you? Good morning, Mary. Tell Mary, us what Mary. you want to get off your chest this morning. All right, so let me tell y'all why I'm mad. So I took my ex-boyfriend Uh-oh. to the Jay-Z concert on Saturday. 444. Yes, and we were very close. We were around 15 in the lows. Like, we saw him. We were really close. And then the next day... I find out he's cheating on me. No, but first of all, it is your ex-boyfriend. Yes, oh, yes, now it is. The moment I found out, I was done. I'm going to tell you something, man. You got to be a real piece of pig feces to cheat on somebody after watching Jay-Z apologize to Beyonce on stage, okay? He Eric Benet himself. Exactly. You can't, Eric, you can't go Eric Benet the day after Jay-Z tells you not to go Eric Benet. <laughs> now tell way. me how you found exactly. out he was cheating, Mary. Well, so I clicked on his Tinder profile, and he changed the bio and added pictures from when we were dating. So I knew it was kind of all set. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let me and tell you. And then I confronted how... him about it, and he said that he didn't use Tinder and didn't know how those photos got up there. Wow. How did your boyfriend act when Jay-Z performed the actual 444 song? Um, were- he was actually pretty boring the whole concert, to be honest. He was just kind of standing there taking Snapchat for his story, you know? Uh, see, he wasn't paying attention. I was having a good time. I was jamming along, dancing, singing the song. He was just so close. He, w- he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> he was texting his other booze. Probably. Who Listen, knows? After you watch Jay-Z perform 444, you would never want to cheat on your girl. Because Jay-Z says, this is the most difficult song that I've ever had to perform, and it really yep. looks like it while he's performing it. Now, Mary, okay. are you going to take him back? No, absolutely not. All right, just asking. <laughs> now, you can't be day. that way now. You can't go listen to Beyonce's Lemonade, and maybe you'll reconsider. <laughs> All right, if Beyonce <laughs> can take Jay-Z back, you can take your boyfriend well, back, Well, Lemonade okay? came before 444. That's the point. That's, go, mm. go, go back to listen to Lemonade and learn what forgiveness is, okay? Maybe he'd have to get me Beyonce tickets for me to take him back. There you go. Now we talking. Now we talking. (laughs) Have a blessed day, ma'am. You too. No, all jokes aside, you got to see Jay-Z perform 444. It's hilarious. He looks sad. He looks so sad. That's part of the, you bet, this is the part of the apology plan. It's like a monologue. Listen, they had this worked out. Every day you're going to get on that stage and you're going to say, I apologize over and over. Dudes in the crowd be hugging their girls saying, I'm sorry. I was about to apologize and I realized I ain't did nothing. I'm not putting myself in this situation. (laughs) Now, uh, get it off your chest. 1-800-585-1051. If you want to vent, call us. It's The Breakfast Club. 
The Breakfast Club. Pick up the mother mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Good morning, Mr. Pay It For. Get it off your chest. Are you mad or blessed? I'm super blessed, man. Listen, last Wednesday, thanks to Charlemagne and God, I went and I hit the streets of Newark and Patterson and I fed the homeless. And it was a crazier turnout than I ever could have expected it to be. Um, I got about 20 trays of food that was donated to me. And uh, Charlemagne hooked me up with a gentleman who came out and volunteered to drive me around. And we hit the streets of Newark and Patterson and even some of the streets in New York. And we fed the homeless and it was a crazy turnout, man. So I'm just blessed. I'm oh, good blessed. for you. That's, That's awesome. Dope, my brother. I'm glad I'm, it all worked out. I'm glad, I'm glad your uh, dream became a reality, sir. Yes, thank you, man. I appreciate you. I just want to, a lot of people... Uh, this week, I'm, I'm going to be handing out clothes to the homeless. So I'm going around collecting clothes and hand warmers and stuff like that so I could go give it to the homeless again. So I just want to encourage anybody who knows, you know, anywhere where homeless people are, I know everybody has extra clothes and things they don't wear, things they don't put on, and they don't even think that someone else could use it. I just want to encourage them to just go hand it out to people in need, man. Hey, I rock with you, man. Life gives to the giver, man. Salute to you, my yes, brother. Sir. I appreciate you, my brother. Yes, Stay sir. Blessed. Good morning. Who's this? This is Carissa. Clarissa? Yes. Good morning, Clarissa. Get it off your chest. Good morning, everyone. I want to tell everyone why I'm mad. Okay. Why are you mad? The reason I'm mad because my fiance, her mama still calls him in the morning for work. He go to work at 6 o'clock, and she's calling at 4 o'clock. I'm like, ma, like, he got an alarm clock set. We got a time set. And you killing our sleep. And I'm like, she said, I'm just waking sure he up. I'm like, okay, he know what time to get up. We do this every single day. And she calls every day. And I be wanting to tell her off so bad, but I say, that's my mama-in-law, soon to be mama-in-law. I'm not going to do it to her. <laughs> you like, I got to hold Look that. here now, look here now. You know my dog, you know my dog got to get up at 4 o'clock. Because, man, if he get up any later, he probably going to run late, man. I'm the same no, way. It's no, no, no. It's the Gucci in us. It's like 10 minutes away. Now, I don't so care. You have to call that early. Listen, it's the 843 in us, man. I'm the same way. You see, I'm late here every damn day. And I, 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 <laughs> and I get up at 420. We, we live down the street, and we got our alarm set for 5 o'clock. Oh, well, now okay. maybe y'all could get up. By calling three times. Y'all could get up a little earlier and get a little something-something before you go to work. No, we get that way before that. We ain't even heard of grind us. Look at you now. Y'all want to grind up early in the morning now. You're going to rock up hey, with each other early in the morning. That's the motivation. That's the motivation to go get it. That's how we go get it every morning. Hey, salute to the 843, man. I love y'all. All right, well, we do that every morning. Get it off your chest. If you want to vent about something, if you want to celebrate life, call us 1-800-585-1051. We do that every morning. You got a rumor report coming up next. Yes, I do. And Boom. we're going to let Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest tell you why he's mad. And we're also going to let, let Chanel West Coast tell you what she's mad about as well. One of these people I really hate that you're about to talk about. I know about. it's not Q-Tip. It's definitely not Q-Tip, all, all right? right. And I'm not going to say hate. Hate is a strong word, but I hate how she acts. There all you right. go. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, uh, DJ Envy is still in Bora Bora, spending change for change money. Okay? Okay. Angela Yee got rumor report coming up, and uh, she'll be talking about this young lady named Chanel West Coast. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Do you have to talk about Chanel West Coast? Well, yeah. Okay. All right, Chanel West Coast was trying to get in a club, and... 
things didn't go well. The bouncer wouldn't allow her to jump the line. He also told her he only let two of the people with her in, and she had, I think, like six girls with her. She also was with Apple from Black Eyed Peas. Which is, which is, looks bad on Apple. Apple, why are you around Chanel West Coast? <laughs> he tried to get her away from the door, like, come on, let's go. But she is not trying to stop going in on that doorman. She also uh, got upset because somebody asked if one of the people with her was Lil Pump. All right, here's what happened. You'll never be more than security. We got bitch. Security loves to hold out whoever the f they can because they insecure about their own life. Wish you could be a little white girl rapping, bitch. You wish you could spit bars like you wish you could be on TV like you, bitch. F off. I don't care who's filming me. I came with eight hot girls. Apple from Black Eyed Peas. Oh my God. Go let in some irrelevant bitch. Some irrelevant escort type bitches that want to suck. A fart on Chanel West Coast's life. Wow. On her life, okay? <laughs> Salute to that bouncer for doing his job, keeping thugs and riffraff out of the club. And I don't wish violence on anyone, but <laughs> Chanel West Coast needs to get beat up. She got too mad about that. She made too big of a scene yeah. with people filming. And listen, all oh. of that, you hate your job to oh. security. Ain't gonna tell a big black man you want to be a little white girl. Listen, you can tell people who no. have never been punched in the face, okay? Chanel has never been punched in the face. When you notice that it's threats of violence, you move different. Now tell me, honestly, Yee, when you see people act like that, don't you wish I somebody would just not, slap them one time? I hate when people do that. You know who I am. Oh, oh my I don't God. Do that. Especially when you ain't nobody. Because if you somebody, you don't got to say you somebody. Listen, if that happens to me, I'm going to just walk away. I'm not even, I don't even want to go in if that. All right. Thank you. Good night. That's it. I got a homegirl named Mae West in L.A. I want her to put hands on Chanel. Stop she, it. Stop but Mae just got a charge messing with Matt Bond, so we can't have that. But. Yeah, we don't want to do that. All right, so if you have a chance to see that video, make sure you check it out. Now, Q-Tip is not too happy about not being nominated for the Tribe Called Quest album at the Grammys. You know, in particular, he's mad because he did go and perform. He said, we closed your show out, and they didn't get any nominations because they performed last year shortly after Five passed. And here's what he had to say on social media. Sick of y'all Grammy niggas, man. Y'all the button. Get us to get out there and perform last year and close your Y'all don't get us no nominations? Ninth, what happened? We f***ing polying and doing all this you know what I'm saying? I got respect for Ninth and my man. They was trying to get me to come out there to vote in the rap category for some new that they doing. I ain't do it, you know what I'm saying? And we don't get For that album? For that album? Tired of biting my tongue all the time and trying to be nice and shit. We'll drop on the clues bombs for the God Q-tip. Look, it's always good when people from our culture are celebrated, uh, but the Grammys don't validate our culture at all. The Grammys have been historically culturally clueless for a long time. Some things they get right, some things they get wrong. They absolutely got it wrong when it came to Tribe Called Quest. Now, some people thought he had issues with Ninth Wonder because mm -hmm. he addresses Ninth Wonder, and he clears that up as well. Yeah, this is from my man Ninth Wonder. Shouts out to Ninth. There was no disrespect, meaning none of that. Young stop it. That's my man. I was talking about me and him was pollying about what is, what is, what is, what is. Just some other shit, you know what I'm saying? Nothing to do with it. Shouts out, love him. Yo, word up, fuck y'all Grammy niggas. Y'all niggas got me on my fucking mic and shit after they snubbed that nigga for off the wall. I'm getting my thriller bag on y'all niggas. Listen, they should have tried. number one in 10 countries and certified and performing and y'all niggas snubbing. R.I.P. Fife dog, man, fuck y'all Grammy 
Tribe don't look bad. It makes the Grammys look bad. Right. Okay? Like, stop trying to go mainstream and realize that hip-hop culture is mainstream. We control the crew. Grammys look cooler when they embrace us, not the other way around. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Reports. Yes, and we got the Hustle Gang coming up next. That's, Hustle Gang? That's T.I. That's Young Dro. That's uh, Trader Truth. Newcomers, Trans Lee, and Tokyo Jets. We'll talk to them right after this. It's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. DJ Envy is uh, in Bora Bora. Spending all that change for change money we raised last week. Don't say that. That's not true. But we uh, got a got a very humble team in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that they're humble, because this is the hustle gang, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Now, T.I. and Young Dro have sold the most records out of everybody. You know, we know the work Trader Truth has put in. Transly in Tokyo, why are y'all sitting and they standing? Because, <laughs> no, we're because they're clean. They said they wanted their outfits. Now, to be honest with you, my, my, my coat is so clean. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't want to sit this coat down. The coat don't got nothing to do with you know it because I, I, my need, coat. I need some bread for all this peanut butter and jelly I got on. Now I can de-robe. You know, it's just like, man, when you had to walk to the pencil shop and then clad before you get to take your coat off. Yeah, yeah, you, you want everybody to so. see what you're wearing. Yeah, absolutely. So when you, now, when now you I can like now me, though, you ain't got to do all that. I can be seated. Ah. Hey, these are my children. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Trans Lee. Yeah. Tokyo Jets. Yeah. How does it feel being on this Hustle Gang promo tour? It's it's like unreal. I feel like I'm going to wake up because I'm dreaming. I'm going to have to Trans. go to work one day. Mm-hmm. Growing up, growing up, like, you know, uh, being a big fan of Tip, it's just like, like you said, unreal to even be here. So Thank shout you. out to y'all, man. Thank Straight you. up. I always tell all these new artists that are trying to get attention to keep on posting things online because you never know what could happen from it. Mm-hmm. People are always like, oh, well, how do I get signed? How do I get this person's attention? I'm like, y'all got to work. Y'all got to constantly yeah. be out there doing shows, posting things on right. YouTube because you sometimes be people get discouraged. Yeah, you got to be moving. Like, it's one of them things where you just can't stop. Like, when people ask me, how do you get on? Like, like I met Tip through a barber just liking my music and she handed it to somebody who handed it to somebody. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like so it's no right answer. It's no right answer. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to be doing stuff. And but the one answer is work hard and keep on yeah, working. Because people think sometimes, oh, I'm going to just send them a DM or I'm going to post to them on Twitter uh, and just keep wait, on. That can oh. work, though, because that's kind of what happens. Yeah, it works that for you, though. You you but you have to be good, though. had absolutely nothing to do with it. It might have made you click on the message. Let me see. Let me see. Let me Hey, look, not, that's not true. That's not true. It was really the bar. But no, he had commented on one of my videos before I DM'd him. Mm-hmm. It was really the bar. Like, she she, she was going hard. She was going hard. And she was saying stuff that, you know... People didn't expect me to say. Yeah, like a... she she It wasn't, it wasn't sexually oriented, oriented. It was more so the perspective of a female who... who, who were raised by a man of respect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I had to pay attention to it. But that's because of your upbringing, too, though, Tokyo. You're from uh, Jack and Kill, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack and Kill, Florida. Jack and Kill, wow. Yeah, I'm from Jacksonville. <laughs> How did that upbringing affect what you what you talk about? I mean, that's what my music comes from. All my music is true. Like, if it's if it's not something I've been through, it's something somebody around me been through, and I was close enough to, to know every detail of it. Little Duval takes a lot of credit for uh, you prospering. No, he won't take the credit unless he's oh. taking it in front of you. He won't take the credit in front oh, of okay. me. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a, and then like you know, when I heard her and, and, and her delivery and her perspective, it kind of it was refreshing because it's a sound that I haven't heard from in a female from a female in such a long time. It kind of put me in the mind of like a Southern Eve. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You could tell that she has. Uh, sex appeal, but that ain't what she opening the door and leading with. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 you got to respect that. You didn't have a bit of taste in your mouth uh, to push another female artist after what happened with uh, Iggy Azalea? 
Nah, man, not at all. He made some money off that. I, don't, I mean, but that ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm gonna make money anyway. I mean, it, like for real, every individual is responsible for their own actions. Every individual will be held accountable for their own actions. I can't take what one individual has done and how our situation turned out and apply that to the next. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to see you and Trey also very inspirational, just really out there in the community, bringing attention to a lot of things. You know, that I think, uh, you know, some artists feel like I don't want to get political. I don't want to voice. Some do and some don't. Mm-hmm. But I do love the fact that you guys genuinely are in the community and care about things and bring attention to it. And don't hesitate even with any type of backlash or people, you know, going back and forth with you. Well, that's what I think. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. You know, we need more of that in our community. I mean, regardless of which generation it comes from, I think that, that our generation, minds and trades, I think we, we, we have... Uh, the most the, the the easiest ability to relate to the younger generation and to appeal to the older generations. You know what I'm saying? So we right there smack dab in the middle of it. We gotta use our voices, our influence. For for me it's about doing enough good that I kinda like offset all the bad that I did <laughs> earlier <laughs> on in my life. Hey man, you can't you ain't my daddy man. I hate to say it, that's really the mentality. Yeah. You got, man, like, can't tell me nothing. Like, if you ain't my mama, I really ain't trying to hear what you're talking about. I'm going to do what I feel I want to do. So. That's how we That's how we do. I mean, that's how we been. We were raised that way. That we got to take that, uh, forgive, excuse my language, but that I don't give a f- attitude and apply it to something positive. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we, we had that attitude before. We was just applying it to all of the negative, just the, the, the horrendous things that we did in the past. So now we're just applying it to positivity and trying to, you know, uplift the community and make it, uh, give it a better chance of self-sustaining. Trey, can you even focus on this moment, though, because you've been relief gang for the yeah. past couple of months. How how easy is it to make that transition to hustle gang? Or is it hard? Um, I, I think with that situation, you know, at the end of the day, Houston, Houston's suffering right now. Really, Texas in general, from Houston, Beaumont, Port Arthur, Dickinson, Galveston, it's just like me and Tip have conversations all the time, and I think everybody who really in support of me, even including you, Everybody understood. I kind of really just put the music to the side for now. I mean, I can't call myself Mr. Houston or, or big homie of the city and then watch watch my people suffer. So I kind of really, I ain't even been in the studio in months. I don't know when I'm going to get back in it. I gotta might have to build my confidence back up because I'm so focused on, on what um, me and Mr. Rogers doing. But I just feel right now this it's important. And, you know, at first I, I kind of, didn't agree with Tip because he was just we was talking and he was trying to tell me I got a I got a bigger mission and it's way more bigger than other stuff I got going on and you know at first I was like yeah I'm just you know I do this from the heart but you know I love my music but at the end of the day I get it you know so I'm trying to just balance it. So you were telling him not to rap Tip? Nah, nah I wasn't telling him not to rap. I ain't gonna let him tell me that. No, okay. I'm just telling him man you know what I'm saying you got you got to take what you got to take what the universe give you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The universe giving you, uh, uh, showing you that your calling is, is is service. You know, servicing the community rather than entertainment. Then you know you got to you got to get to your service work. You know what I'm saying? You got to go ten toe down and full steam ahead, same way you would if an album were coming out. Right. And I feel like that's what he been doing. You know what I'm saying? He been relief ganging like you know he like that. That's that's a huge huge movement with a a, a very significant purpose. And you can't put that to the side for something is, you know, I mean, even though 
no matter how successful it may be, it's going to make an album seem trivial. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's so many albums coming out, so many people who can entertain, but it ain't but one motherfucker who can do what Trey doing right now, and right. that's him. It just feels like more important work. We got more with T.I. and the Hustle Gang coming up next on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, show The Breakfast Club. We got T.I. and Hustle Gang in the building. Now, Trey, Trey, the truth is here. Why did you decide to call out J.J. Watt? At the end of the day, it's a lot going on in the city, and a lot of people not touching the areas that we touching. You know, we've been out there almost 95, almost 100 days straight, easy. And, um... I, I, t- I went. I went about it a different approach. I reached out to. I, I tried to reach out to JJ. Well, first um, of all, the topic of discussion is you know what I'm saying. Uh, brother, uh, brother JJ had raised all that money. Thirty-two million dollars. Thirty-two million dollars. Oh, more and, now, probably. Yeah, and, 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 and Trey w- was rightfully interested in. Okay, well, where's this money going? Money going? Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying. If you're interested in, in, in helping people that really need to be helped and getting it into the the homes and the hands of people who need it the most. Him and Mr. Rogers are the ones day to day out their boots on the ground getting it done. Yes. So rightfully so, you know, bro reached out to him like, hey, yo, I don't know what you got going on, but maybe we can join, you know, join together and get it done. And it seemed respectful. You did it in a respectful yeah, way. Very respectful yeah. way. And you know, he he um he didn't respond. And you know, I, I said I was gonna wait a few days. I just wanted to see because at the end of the day, I really if we doing it for the city and the state, I want to see. I don't want to deal with nobody who ain't genuine anyway. So, you know, I, I felt that he was going to be genuine and reach back, and he didn't. And, you know, at the end of the day, I felt the city needed to know. I let him know, hey, I reached out. You didn't reach back. So, you know, as far as everybody, how, how can I say, like people keep me and him both on the pedestal out there as far as helping the city. But at the end of the day, they know what I'm doing. Right. With him, my whole thing is, okay, if you are helping the way you say you're helping, I would rather you deal with the people itself, you know what I'm saying? So somebody can show you show you the ropes of what's going on out yeah, here. Nobody from the, Yeah, and yeah. can't nobody in no office tell you what's going on because they ain't out here every day. They're going home to they wife and kids every day. If Beyonce every day, can, can come to Houston and connect with you and know that you know what, where, where the money should go and who to help, then J.J. Watt should do the same. Very simple, man. And even to this day, he ain't reached out. So, you know, at the end of the day, Damn. we still doing what we need to do. Um, and I think, you know what I'm saying, I think what, I, I think that from what I got from whatever his response was, it was more like he was dealing with, like, big, big corporations like the food bank and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Which, and, and we all know from Puerto Rico, from 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 <laughs> uh, uh, Katrina, even far back as Katrina, from, uh, from, from Harvey, p- people like FEMA, people like... Red Cross people like like we be we still wondering where that money went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when you dealing with people like that, you know what I'm saying? It it it, it kind of put it raised the antennas of of us cynical thinkers anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, wait a minute. Well, why would you be dealing with them and you know that it's already questionable? Absolutely. You know how these funds are being dispersed. If you really are interested in getting the materials and the resources into the hands and the homes of the people that need it. Why not deal with the person you see on TV every day? See, like, you ain't no question who is out here sincerely working Simple. for the purpose of the people. Right. Simple. When, it, when I wanted to donate money, I ain't thinking nobody but Trey. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put my money no place else. And, and, you know, and it's, and that's the reason why a lot of people be like, man, why why y'all post so much? But at the end of the day, I feel people need to, two things, people need to see where their money was going, mm-hmm. and they also need to see that it's a need. Like, mm-hmm. right now, it's still a need. Like, 
me and Mr. Roger, we may we may be tapped out soon. Yeah, so yeah, where yeah. we ain't got a dollar up, but we're gonna still try and figure out whatever we can whatever we can do. And a lot of people they don't have social media because it's a lot of elder people, a lot of undocumented people. You know, they they couldn't even ask for help point blank period because you stand a chance of getting deported. They taking your kids from you, everything. So it's like we focused on all the people that 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 can't get the help. So that was the reason why I be reaching out here and there to different people. And you know, some people reach back. A lot of them tend to feel like, hey, it ain't, it's not affecting me directly. So. And I know. told Trey what he need to do is go ahead and start putting a list together and tell people who ain't reached back out. <laughs> That's real. what I said. Because ain't no use in being out here, man, trying to put your face in the place like you this and you that. And you know what I'm saying? You bought a thousand chains and drive 50, 50 million cars. And then when somebody, you know what I'm saying, reach out to you about something that's significant, something that can help people, and you know what I'm saying, you act like you broke now. Right. That's, that's the main reason for calling out, Jay. You just want the money to go to the right place. Yeah, right. I, I feel like, I feel like, hey, I don't want your money. I don't, you don't need to send nothing my way. I just want to help you to understand Absolutely. the ways of Houston a little more. And actually, you know, I would have brought him out there so it, I, you'll see it yourself and get your own opinion of, uh, of what people are going through. Because you... Man, I ain't never in my life think I'd see kids sleeping on molded floors or in tents. Bro, Houston ain't no city for you to be sleeping in tents in the front and the backyard because you can't go in your house. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a frustrating situation. It's going to be every bit of 10 years at the least for us to even slightly get back on track. Man. Now, how do you guys determine whose album's coming out when? Because I'm sure everybody in Hustle Gang is ready to be up next and drop the album after the whole Hustle Gang album came out. Who has the hits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who's ready? This is what we call, this is not a record label. Mm-hmm. This is what we consider an institution of culture. You know what I mean? So it's bigger than just dropping albums or whatnot. We really want, I want something from the most intellectual, introspective, thought-provoking. That'd be Translee. Translee, B.O.B., who just dropped the Upside Down, by the way. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Bob. Why? Is he, is he a part of Hustle Game? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, absolutely. He's all on the um, We Want Smoke. Yeah, absolutely. You ever want to tell him to please stop putting out his uh, no, I do not. crazy his theory? No, theory. I do not. <laughs> nah, that's him. <laughs> I want him to speak his truth. That's him. He said recently that he don't believe slaves existed because he never saw one. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> like, bro. Now, Tim, come on now. Hey, you call listen, out a man. lot of bull. Come on now. Listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. To be honest with you, a lot of the things that Bob speaks on is that's Bob's opinion. And everybody in the world is entitled, if nothing else, to an opinion. That's true. So let him have his opinion. If you disagree, then don't subscribe. But I think all of our uh, theories and, and things that we've been taught, everything we've been everything we've been taught, everything we've learned should be challenged. Yeah, everything should be not challenged because nobody really knows. I mean, listen, <laughs> maybe not the thought yeah. of the Wait, action. You said nobody really knows. No, I wasn't talking about oh. slavery. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, <laughs> no, now listen, I'm saying maybe not that the happened. actual <laughs> act of slavery, but the way we know it gotcha. and how it happened where it came from, how many people actually came from Africa versus how many people were already here. True, true. You know, there are a lot of things. And so even if he might have, you know, got a little far deep into the water with how he presented it, it still raises a lot of healthy dialogue about things within slavery that we probably wouldn't be discussing, if not that. True, true. 
All right, T.I., he really went to bat for B.O.B. I like yeah. that. I mean, man, well, no, you didn't say slaves don't exist. This, this is family. I do agree, with, I do agree with the people probably were here as well before sure. they came from Africa. I think, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but I think all of these things, all of these things need to be challenged because we've been taught a bunch of bullshit, whether y'all know it or not. We've been taught Listen a bunch of bullshit. Listen, man, this is revolt. And we're trying to, and, and we trying to unlearn all this. Yeah, thing. man. And you, hey man, and so, and so I think that that's 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 all of our collective and individual responsibility to ourselves and our children to to find the truth and spread it. You know what I'm saying? And back to the hustle game. So right. we're an institution of culture, and with an institution of culture, I think that you know, from the most introspective uh, uh, intellectual rap to the most ratchet, you know. Uh, I guess fun, good time having rap. I think you you, you got to have something from the high to the high to the lower to low. We need all that. You know what I'm saying? And I think here at Hustle Gang, we are the only place you can come and get it all. <laughs> all right, we got more with T.I. and Hustle Gang coming up in minutes. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is on vacation. We got T.I., Trader Truth, Young Dro, Trans Lee, and Tokyo in the building. Is the generational gap affecting Hustle Gang? Because it seems to be this civil war amongst the youth and the elders in the game. Like, the, mm. you feel like it's uh, the, the elders are giving them a hard time. Well, first, for T, you, T, did you feel that resistance when you was coming up from the OGs? Yeah, I mean, well, well not, not me per se, okay, because I, I I was different. I'm an old soul for one. Plus, I grew up in New York, you know what I'm saying? For and you could rap, boy. like rap rap. Yeah, I mean, and, and I did notice, you know, during my, during my time, my tenure, that there was older... Predominantly East Coast rappers that were like, "Yo, all these Southern that, well, what's with this Bama rap, yo?" You know what I mean? And da, da, da. So that was their version of trying to critique us and trying to make us more like they were, or expecting something more like that they were used to from their generation. And now this generation, it's not regional; it's more so social. You know what I'm saying? How they dress, how they act, what they say, what the, the, the drugs they choose to use, the way their music is 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 presented. And I mean, like, to be honest with you, can't nobody tell nobody how to have their moment. Mm-hmm. When I had my moment, you couldn't tell me what I should be doing. You could not tell me what to do. This is my moment. And I work hard for this moment. And when you had your moment, could nobody tell you. I just feel the same way about the youngsters. Mm-hmm. And some I agree with it and some I don't. But at the same time, if I don't like it, I won't listen to it. It's not for me to say, y'all should be this and y'all should be that. That's not my place, for real. Yeah, and the other thing I think is a lot of a lot of cats be insecure, man. They be they be worried about competition. When you solid cats like us, it don't matter what the next person do. Like, right. do you do what best suits you? We're going to do, regardless of what you're doing, we're going to do us. So I mean, we tend to reach out to a little bit, a little bit of everybody. I know I deal with all kind of artists. Like I ain't never been one to yeah. to feel they need to be this way or be that way. At the end of the day, do what you got to do to take care of you and yours. You know and what I'm then saying? another thing is when people complain about this generation of rappers, like listen, bro, just like you have a Twenty One Savage or a Lil Pump or a Kodak Black. And it's also J. Cole's and Kendrick's yeah, Kendrick's and, Trans yeah. and Trans Lee's yeah. out there. Yeah. You just got to find what you <laughs> yeah. like. Absolutely. You just got to find what you like. It ain't like it don't exist. You got the 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 the, the largest variety of MCs out there right now for you to choose from that suits your it's lifestyle. For everybody. 
Stop complaining about the stuff you don't like and just focus on the stuff that you do like. And yeah. translate, you strike me as one of the, the youngins that you don't even like a lot of this generation's music. I mean, I like it, but Why do you I think say it's this for, generation's music? I think it's, I'm just trying to... It was bull in every generation. Okay. Don't you remember the bull that came out in our generation? <laughs> yeah, but I, I kind of agree with you, though, because I'm from the South, so a lot of the stuff that I like them, those hip hop purists right. think is the bullshit. Man, when I came up, man, UGK and Tiff and Tiff J, it's a Jay Z made big pimpin'. <laughs> Nobody up here. UGK, what the fuck is that? Who is a pimp? They booed out cast at the Source Awards in New York. The South got some. The South got something to say. Yeah, South got something to say. I will say this: being from New York, it also music was so regional back then because we didn't have the internet and streaming and all of that. Like we have now so everything was just on the radio here what we heard so we, we didn't get that exposure I feel like and I do feel like back then you know hip hop started in New York and we were very protective of I mean, it and uh, we didn't get exposed to a lot of other stuff so you know if other yeah. genres if other regions hadn't come now. up hip hop would have really died that's like if hip hop would have just been that's based real. on New York and New York artists, hip hop would have been dead. Yeah, that's that's real. Really no, but then I, I think I think the South gave it a feeling like and a, the West a, Coast, a groove, West like Coast too. Absolutely. You can't, yeah, you shout can't, out to like, Uncle Luke, man. He's one of like the pioneers them on concrete of the South. beats come from <laughs> up here. Like sometimes, like people in the South, you know, you can't really vibe with that. I think people like Cass and Tip put real lyrics over vibing ass beats, man. You can't beat that, and yeah, I think that's why the South. Drum Still winning. Yeah, But I mean, truthfully, the world is smaller now because there's people, you can't even tell where they're from sometimes the internet. when you hear their music. The it used to be people had a certain sound, but now with the internet what? and all of that, it's like music is just kind of more universal. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest and say, like, my first album, people didn't know where I was from. Right. And that pissed me off. <laughs> When I dropped, I'm serious. They be like, where is he from? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, how can you not tell where he's from? He was on the album throwing up the A. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know how the lack of intelligence plagues the entertainment industry. You know what I'm saying? So people just... They just didn't know. At least they acted like they didn't know. So that's why I went went so, so hard on trap music. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, this album, they definitely gonna know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh... But I think that right now, man, you just have to you have to find what you identify with. Right. And I think there's a lot of dope artists out there, man. Now, Tip, I saw you comment on a 21 Savage post, and then I wonder, as an architect of trap music, do you feel it's a... Is it much of a difference between rapping about selling dope and rapping about using dope? Because they're both destructive to the community. Sure, but, I mean, they both exist, okay? Like, they both exist. And, and as I've said numerous times before, this culture, this music, this art form, it originated from us speaking about the conditions of the environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all we're doing is speaking about the conditions of the environment. Mm-hmm. If you don't want nobody to rap about using drugs, then... The environment, the, the environment cannot consist of people using drugs, period. Or selling them, yeah, yeah. Or selling them. As long as that exists in the environment, it will continue to exist within the music. Right. Ain't no way around it. So why everybody trying to fix the music to... They, everybody think, okay, if we get them to stop this in the music, we can stop it in the environment. No, it's the other way around. Right. Get out there and stop it in the environment mm-hmm. and then it will dissipate in the music. Now, do you think it's disproportionate the amount of artists that are now coming forward talking about dealing with things like depression and addiction? Because I feel like so many artists have dealt with things that we don't even know about. 
Old topics, though, if you listen to Starface. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I empathize. I'm sensitive to it. But God gave every human being everything they need to overcome any problem that the earth can throw at them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And when you get away from that and you forget that, I think that's what makes you weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, anything I'm hit with. Yeah, weak without Jesus. I know God can get me to a week. Seven days. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Anything I could go through. (laughs) (laughs) Anything. Even though God was here in my life. (laughs) Anything that the earth or the universe could throw at me, I know that through God and through the resources and the relationships, that God and the experiences that God has blessed me to get through and have around me, I can get through anything. So I empathize, and I, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to speak down on anyone else's plight, but I, I, I can't put myself in that mind. How would you handle that with one of your artists? What if you found out one of your artists was using, and then they started rapping about it in the music heavy? Like, what if? Oh. Hey, look around. We're gonna try to make this hypothetical. <laughs> you try to you try to force this. I met one of the new ones. The new artists. Still, bro. Yeah. Like, man, listen, man. One thing I ain't gonna never do, man, I ain't gonna never try and tell tell you how to speak your truth. Right. Hey, you know what I mean? That's not authentic. All right. Well, that's dope. it, Hustle Gang. The album's out right now. We yeah, smoke. man, we want smoke yeah, out right now, three man. Out right now, too, man. Me and Shout out DJ Drummer. Hey, we uh, dropped uh, on Black Friday. When Black Friday come out? That was last Friday. Hey, man, shout out my hometown, Huntsville, Alabama. We here, baby. You see this. Don't you get a good look at me. I'm here. I'm right here right now. You better shout out Jacksonville. Shout out little Duval. Shout out the whole Duval at the same time, too. All right, that's the Hustle Gang, y'all. You did. Gang. Shout out to Houston, man. Mate, appreciate everybody who did everything they could to help. We still need help now. Y'all can catch us at ReliefGang.com or AngelByNature.com. You know, we still fighting every day. The music will be coming soon for me soon, but right now, you know, we got to take care of Texas. Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is on vacation. Angela Yee has her rumor report coming up next. And another man's down because of sexual harassment. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Oh, not Matt Lauer. He just got fired over sexual harassment allegations. Jesus Christ. According to NBC, now the NBC News president, Andrew Lack, said on Monday night, we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. He said that the allegation against him represented, after serious review, a clear violation of our company's standards. As a result... We've decided to terminate his employment. Here is Matt Lauer's co-host, Savannah Guthrie, announcing the news on today. 
On Monday night, we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. As a result, we have decided to terminate his employment. While it is the first complaint about his behavior in the over 20 years he has been at NBC News, we were also presented with reason to believe this may not have been an isolated incident. Our highest priority is to create a workplace environment where everyone feels safe and protected and to ensure that any actions that run counter to our core values are met with consequences no matter who the offender. Now, there's a war going on outside no man is safe from, okay? Now, you mean to tell me the complaints came in Monday night and by Wednesday morning you were wrapped? I need to know how much investigation is going into these allegations because that don't sound like much of an investigation. Now, his co-host Savannah Guthrie also said that he was a dear, dear friend and she's heartbroken for the brave colleague who came forward to tell her story. So she said it's part of a national reckoning. She said, how do you reconcile your love for someone with the revelation that they have behaved badly? If they are really investigating these situations and finding out these guys are doing these things, fair. But if this is just people getting fired because of hearsay, that's not right. Well, Everybody, we don't know all the details yet. I know, but everybody deserves due process. You don't think that's a fast investigation? They come in Monday night? I don't know if they had some 24 type of, hours and Wednesday morning, you're gone? Well, what if they had some type of evidence, video? That's true. We don't there know. We don't know the details. And I'm sure they, those are going to come out. But we do know that this investigation started Monday. Today he is fired. And I guess they did, they said, a review and decided. And he's been there over 20 years. I'm sure they didn't That's want. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure they years. didn't want to fire him. But maybe there's some emails. Maybe there's footage. Maybe there's messages. All right, we don't know what they have. If it's all of that, uh, that's a quick investigation. So let's not say Cut what it dry. is yet. We just don't know. It could yeah. be, could be. All Hopefully right. it's all of that, because Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> all right, Ryan Leslie is going to be losing his entire music catalog. Who did he sexually assault? At least temporarily, he has agreed to give up the rights. Now, remember when his laptop got stolen and he offered a $1 million reward oh. to whoever found it? I thought you were saying he lost something because he so sexually assaulted So then he got sued, somebody. right, for breaching that $1 million reward offer that he made online after his laptop got returned to him by Armin Augstein. And so now the jury found him liable. He has to pay $1.18 million in damages. And then Ryan Leslie filed for bankruptcy. So this guy's been trying to get his million-dollar reward ever since. So now I guess the deal is that he's entitled to receive up to $538,000 from Ryan Re Leslie's royalties. And if that's after six years he hasn't made at least $300,000, then he has those rights until he hits that mark. So once he hits that mark, then Ryan Leslie gets his catalog back. Sheesh, that's why you can't just go online and be promising million-dollar rewards. All right. Now, judge, the Meek Mill judge, as we all know, Judge Janice Brinkley, who sentenced him to two to four years after a probation violation, according to new court documents, uh, he was trying to get a higher court to get him out of prison. Now, the higher court did refuse to release Meek Mill, but then they said that the judge has to get on board and uh, decide Meek Mill's fate without further delay. So he's trying to get a bail hearing, and the judge has to do it ASAP. Man, Meek Mill better stop playing with that judge and go get him a root doctor and have the root doctor put that thing on there. Put that, put that root on that woman. All right? Stop playing with that lady. Go for, You ain't got no Haitian aunts? No. no nothing? By the way... <laughs> like, like, what's up, man? Meek, come on, man. Come YG on, also playing. has just put out a new visual called Free Meek in support of Meek Mill also. Yeah, all right. All right, now I'm let's playing. discuss... Uh, ben had to wear me on her. Jennifer Hudson and David <laughs> Atunga. 
There you go, Atunga, exactly. Jennifer Hudson and David Atunga, they have reached a temporary custody agreement. Now, we told you the two of them have separated, and they do have an eight-year-old son together. She was trying to get, uh, she got a restraining order, but she did get that order of protection dropped. Apparently now David is going to be their son's primary caregiver because Jennifer Hudson has a lot of traveling to do. She's going to be doing The Voice, and she's doing The Voice UK, so she's going back and forth. So right now he's the primary caregiver, so I guess she had to drop that order of protection in order to make sure that their son could be with the dad. That's crazy. I always feel like both parents should be equally uh, involved. I don't think one parent should have full custody, especially when it's the father. Well, primary custody. Primary custody. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if she's doing a lot of traveling and he's with the dad the majority of the time, I'm sure she's still going to see him. Well, it's the son, though, so that's a little better. Right. Okay, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, now, let's get into it. Charlamagne, I saw a lot of people adding you yesterday, asking yes. you to give somebody donkey of the day. I don't know if you're going to give it to that person. I don't know who you're giving your donkey to today. Well, I actually have a double donkey coming up. Oh, because I feel like sexy. I feel like both of these individuals deserve donkey. One actually has had a donkey moment. The other is truly a donkey. So I need, uh, I need right. Ben Gordon and Chanel West Coast to come to the front of the congregation. They were together? No, but they are tonight, today. I'd like to have a word with both of them. All right, well, Donkey of the Day is coming up next on The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, say the gang, Donkey of the Day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey that. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yes, yeah, The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Wednesday, November 29th is a double donkey because there's two people who need to get the credit they deserve for being stupid. Uh, One is donkey of the day. One is just a donkey, okay? It's a difference, all right? Let me explain. See, donkey of the day is a feature that gives people the credit they deserve for being stupid, right? But we all have donkey moments, but that doesn't make us a total donkey just because you had a donkey moment. But some people are so consistently stupid that they are actual donkeys in the form of human beings. And Chanel West Coast is the latter, okay? But we'll get to her in a second. First of all, Ben Gordon, former NBA player Ben Gordon, was arrested in L.A. on Monday afternoon. Now, according to TMZ, Ben Gordon allegedly beat up a guy at an apartment building and left with several thousand dollars of his money. Now, Ben Gordon went to the apartment complex where he used to live in an effort to get his security deposit back. I know that feeling. Okay, I remember when I moved back to New York in 2010 and I was going to live in Brooklyn, Angela Yee's borough. Yeah. All right, and I put a security deposit down on this apartment. And <laughs> then I decided I didn't want to live in Brooklyn because parking sucked and I didn't feel like I could hide in Brooklyn the way I, I like to hide. All right, so I went, to, I went to try to get my deposit back from that apartment complex and they wasn't having it. So I definitely acted like I could bring the ruckus. What'd you do? Right? That's a little tough talk, and they gave me the deposit <laughs> back. All right, But I didn't physically touch the guy. It was all verbal. But the moral of the story is, when you broke, getting that security deposit back mm-hmm. can be a life or death situation. It sure can. All right, so I understand Ben Gordon, all right? Ben Gordon allegedly put hands on the man. So the man gave him some of his money back. But after cops were called and came to the building, Ben Gordon came back and demanded the rest of his security deposit. But instead, he got arrested on the spot for felony robbery. Now, why Ooh. does this make Ben Gordon donkey of the day, Charlemagne, if you say you understand? For one reason and one reason only. He's 34 years old, and he played in the NBA for about 10 or 11 seasons and made more than $84 million 
during his NBA career. I'm not counting nobody's pockets. But if you're 34 years old and made $84 million in your life, but now you're back living in apartments and beating up guys to get your security deposit back, on a scale of one to Tyrese, you clearly wasn't managing your money correctly. Okay? So the ben, principal. It's the principal. So ben, no, it ain't the principal. <laughs> it ain't the damn principal. You messed up your money, Ben Gordon. So I need you to sit right there in the first pew of the congregation and wait to receive your hee-haw, sir. Now, Chanel West Coast, I need you to come step to the front of the congregation. I'd like to talk to you for a second, okay? I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of Chanel West Coast, all right? I feel the way that Meek Mill's judge feels about Meek towards Chanel West Coast, okay? Chanel, don't text my phone later and try to explain, all right? You have a terrible attitude, young lady. I've told you over and over that it's a thin line between confidence and delusion, okay? Chanel West Coast, you are delusional. I don't know who gassed you up and told you that you are some A-list celebrity. I don't know who gassed you up and told you that you are a dope rapper. I don't think anyone ever told you these things. I just truly believe that you hear voices in your head. And they are telling you these things. But I'm letting you know right now, that voice in your head is the devil. And the devil is a what? A liar. Okay? You are not famous. You are infamous. It's a difference. You are not a dope rapper. In fact, you are trash, garbage, rubbish, waste, debris, junk, scraps, and whatever synonym they have for trash, that's what your bars are. But I can deal with you being a trash-ass rapper. But I can't deal with you being a trash-ass person, okay? My grandma always told me manners will take you where money won't. Treat people the way you want to be treated. You need to learn these things, okay? Because Chanel West Coast was trying to get into some club in L.A. And the bouncer did his job and didn't let her in because it's the bouncer's job to keep all the potential threats out the club. And he must have felt your energy because he didn't let this thug Chanel West Coast in the club. And when she was denied, she went full-blown, privileged, entitled white girl. Let's hear it. You a weak ass bitch. I waited here with seven hot girls for way too long. Way too pop in the way to get it. Poppy. It's one pop in my house, bitch. Get the out of here with your weak ass. You'll never be more than security. Weak ass bitch. Security loves to hold out whoever the they can because they insecure about their own life. Wish you could be a little white girl rapping, bitch. You wish you could spit bars like me. You wish you could be on TV like you. Fart on Chanel West Coast's life, please. Now, I don't wish violence on anyone. But Chanel West Coast needs to get beat up, all right? You can tell people who have never been punched in the face. Chanel has never been punched in the face. When, when, when you know that it's threats of violence, you move a little different, okay? You can't tell me you don't hear this woman and not think to yourself, somebody please slap her. All right? She deserves a light drag. Just a light one, all right? My thing is this. If a person gets hands put on them and they still act and talk like Chanel West Coast acted with that bouncer, I'm fine with that because she understands the consequences of her actions. Chanel doesn't realize how real things can get. That's why she's talking so reckless. All right? She's delusional about her talent. She's delusional about her level of fame. And she's clearly delusional about her gangster. And one good ass whipping will bring her back to reality, at least about her gangster. Okay, Chanel, do you realize a bad attitude can literally block love, blessings, and destiny from finding you? All right, now I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but your attitude is probably one of the reasons you haven't succeeded outside of ridiculousness, okay? The only true disability in life is a bad attitude. And you, Chanel, are spiritually and emotionally disabled. 
All right, Chanel, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You won't get far until you change it, period. Listen to your Uncle Charlotte, Chanel. I'm telling you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you, okay? One of two things is going to happen to you. One, you're either going to change your attitude and become a better, more likable person. Won't make you a better rapper, but who cares about being a good rapper? You need to be a good human being. If you don't change your attitude, the second option will be us watching a video of you online getting beat up. I prefer option two, but for your sake, I pray you choose option one. Or the next world star moment we see online would probably be about you, all right? Please give Ben Gordon and Chanel West Coast the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Now, Angelia, you don't got no girls in L.A. that can beat up Chanel West Coast? Now, I was about to just say something. Okay. Do not anybody put hands on Chanel West Coast. I would hate for someone to go to jail for a situation Why like that. Why are you getting in the way of what God got planned for a person? No, do not do that. We it, do not it, encourage. Let God let God do his work. Who are you to be jumping in the way of what God got planned that. for a person? Nobody, listen, hey, don't, don't get yourself in trouble. I'm not, I don't, I don't get in the way of what God I remember when you threw a drink on, on someone, nope. a woman in the club, I won't say who it is. I don't remember those type of things. But you threw a drink on that someone. That was the old Now, me. just throwing a drink, I think that's fine. But I don't didn't nobody throw a drink at her. I threw a drink in the direction of her section. It was the guys <laughs> over there too, so whoever wanted it could get it. All right, that was, that was a you were the original was, love and hip hop cast member. I was a different member. human being then. All right, I was a different human being then. I don't do those type of things no more. Okay, you could have been on reality TV. Now, Angelie, you have a uh, ask, ask me coming up Yes, next. I do, Charlamagne. Yes. Thank you for a nice segue. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you need advice, one eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Call us up. I have some people um, in my DMs right now saying that they need advice desperately. So call us up right now for Ask Ye. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's Angela Yee. It's The Breakfast Club. And that was the Notorious B.I.G. with Juicy. And right now we are doing Ask Yee. And we have Crystal on the line. Hi, Angela. Okay, the thing is, okay, me and my husband have been together for seven years. We've been married for three. Mm-hmm. And um, he, when I, basically when I first started, when we first started dating, he worked at Wendy's. Now, he doesn't work at Wendy's anymore. He works now for the government, not the government, the county driving buses. But now he wants to work for the government. The thing is, each job that he had, I've always assisted him with resumes, assisted him with the job applications and everything. But now that he's want to go to the county, the the government job, he wants to work for U.S. Customs. Mm -hmm. That application is very difficult. And he's looking at me to do the application, and I'm trying to explain to him that I can't do the application because I don't want to do the application and get it wrong. I'm I'm only a room attendant at a hotel. Like, I don't know how to do this application. Crystal, first of all, stop saying I'm only this, I'm only that, okay? Because clearly you're very smart. You've already gotten him two jobs. So don't downplay yourself and your intelligence. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> but I, I got him a lot of okay, jobs. Okay, so don't don't downplay jobs. your intelligence and say I'm not government jobs. <laughs> don't get overwhelmed by thinking that you're not good enough to. Ha- First of all, the fact that you've been the one holding him down really like those are jobs that you got. It's really what you've been doing. Yeah. You know, even though he and I think I'm gonna tell you this like. Anything that my boyfriend has to do, I always try to help him out as much as possible because I want to, right? And that's the thing. He thinks I don't want to do it. I do want to do it. I just don't want to mess it up, and he don't get the job because of me. FYI, he should be doing it with you. It ain't like you're going to sit there and do the whole thing for him, right? Isn't he sitting there doing it with you? Yeah, he's doing it with me, but he's, 
he's not, it's like we need somebody else there with us. Like, I can't, I don't know how to do this application. All right, listen, this is what, uh, I don't know how difficult it is because I've never seen this application, but do you know somebody that can come and help y'all? Because you know what, sometimes. That's what wait, I was telling him. This, they have recruiters for this. They have recruiters that tell him about the job and help him with the application. And I'm telling him, let's get a recruiter. And he's like, Oh, you just don't want to do it. And I'm like, that's not it. It's like, he's not. No, you tell him, I just want to ensure that you have the best possible chance at getting this job. Thank you. That's all. And what you need to do is go ahead and call that recruiter yourself and make it happen because I guarantee you he's not going to turn it down when it's happening. When you're like, okay, baby, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. furry because when I suggested that I said okay if I gotta go to the airport itself and ask somebody that's a U.S. custom officer and be like hey do you know what I can do to get my husband on he's like oh make sure you ask a U.S. custom and not a T.S. T.S. Um, TSA worker. And I'm like, so what are you trying to say? Am I stupid or am I smart? You don't think I know the difference between the two officers? Like, I think the problem know, is now that... Now it's like we're arguing. Yeah, I think that you guys are both just stressed out about this opportunity because obviously you want him to get it really badly. He wants to get it really badly. And sometimes we don't talk to each other and treat each other well when we get a little stressed or nervous about something. So it's important for you guys to have that positive energy and to make sure that you're supportive of him. But for him to also acknowledge the fact that you are going well about above and beyond. Yeah. And I want to ask yeah, exactly. I want to ask you something, Crystal, cuz I don't like how you said, "Well, I'm just a room attendant." You're doing all these applications and doing all this for him. Why don't you do it for yourself, too? Oh my god, that's why I wanted to make sure Charlemagne is there because I read his book mm-hmm. and his book literally I I see myself as more, but I'm very self-conscious. And I I read his book physically and then I listened to it while I'm at work. Um, I have the Audible app, and his book made me ask my job for a promotion for a supervisor. Mm-hmm. They denied me, and they denied me because I wanted to, I, I think I emailed you about that. They denied me because I didn't speak Spanish. And then I just went out, and I, I made my, applica- my resume better for, like, supervisor position, and I start my new supervisor position tomorrow. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. So, and I'm so nervous. Thank you. Thank you, Bonskinos. But and you know what, babe? I'm there's nothing wrong. Me. There's nothing wrong with being, <laughs> with being nervous. Okay. Sometimes we feel like we shouldn't be, but when we have great big things happen in our lives and we get the little nervousness, is there's nothing wrong with that. We all get nervous. It don't I'm matter who you are. So nervous. Like I'm so nervous of messing up. Like it really does something to me when and, I, you know, mess up and. Ugh. And don't be afraid to and ask for really help when you're at work or or anything in life. Okay. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm learning. But I'm doing it, so I'm hopefully I'm going to start this, and hopefully I make him listen to it later, and he can understand it. It's not that I don't want to help; it's just I don't want to mess up, and I want I want the best for both of us. And okay, but well, whatever is meant to be will be, and you just all you could do is do your best to make things happen. That's all. That's all I have. So all, all right, Crystal, and remember, even <laughs> if things don't so even if things don't work out the first time, that don't mean it's over. Keep going. Everybody didn't get told yes the first time. Everybody didn't get that job yeah. the first time. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, right. I got it. Thank All right, you so Crystal. Much. Congratulations to you, though. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, thank you, Crystal, for reading my book, Black Privilege Opportunity Comes to Those Who Create It. You can go pick that up wherever you buy books right now. And uh, we're, we're still in the middle of ASCII, so if you want to ASCII anything, call her right now, 1-800-585-1051. If you need advice about anything, let me rephrase that, not ask her anything. If you need advice about anything. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> 
It's the Breakfast Club, and we are doing Ask Ye. Now, who do we have on the line? Jasmine. Jasmine, what's up, girl? What's your question for Ask Ye? Hi. Um. Okay. So recently, me and my husband we took over our stepkids, uh, my stepkids, mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter, my stepdaughter, has been acting out a lot more in school now. We let her mom, her mom, come and see her, and ever since then, it's been bad. Her mom had um, abandoned her about two years old, so oh, we had her back and forth between two and now. She's like seven, and my question is: She's been acting because she see her, and we're like, we're not sure if we should because every time she comes, she disappears, and we have to pick up the pieces of why mommy's not here, why mommy doesn't love me, and et cetera. Right. And that's a hard thing when you have an, a parent that is in and out of the child's life. And then when they do show up, it's exciting for the daughter. But then when she's gone, it makes things even worse than when the mother was there. But yeah. I will say that I do think it's important to try to establish. I guess she's not willing to establish no type of routine. No, we, we tried endless things. Like, she doesn't get along with me, so we, like ask do you want us to send her to like her grandmother and you guys meet up like that anything to try not to cause too much of a scene Mm -hmm. but that hasn't worked either she'll say she'll come and then it'll be five o'clock ten o'clock and you know she has school the next day so she's crying late at night (sighs) and then we have to pick up the pieces and she's seven so she knows her mom she knows i'm not her birth mom and it's you know and she knows that you guys love her, but no matter what, for a child, you don't know how that can affect them. Those feelings of abandonment, those feelings of somebody not coming through on their promises and feeling like my mom just doesn't want me. And all you can really do is be as supportive and loving as possible. And I'm sure uh, your husband is as well. Yes. But she doesn't hard. want her to see him at all. But I, I, me personally being a, a woman and a mom, right. I want her to establish that relationship with her mom. It's just, you know, the holidays are coming up. I don't want her to be disappointed sitting around waiting for her and she doesn't show up and then, you know... Yeah, I think what maybe you need to do is, and I do this sometimes, is that um, I have a a good friend that had an issue like that as well, where, you know, she had a daughter and the father would always be saying he was going to come and see her and bring her presents and never show up. And her daughter would be sitting by the window all night waiting for her dad to show up and he just wouldn't show up. And he did that like multiple times, but she still kept trying to get it right. Is he, I'm sure the mom is not willing to go into any type of counseling or anything, parenting, counseling or nothing. No, she declined that after um previous court situation. They said it was it was up to us our discretion if we allow her to see her. Right. And I didn't want to deny her that because she was so young. And you also don't want later in life for the mom to be like, Well, I was trying to see you but they wouldn't let me. Exactly. You know, all I can say is, man, when the mom is not reliable, you know, maybe not tell your daughter that she's coming. And then if she does show up, great. And if she doesn't, she'll never know that she was supposed to come at all. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can't, I know it sucks, but I also agree with you of not wanting to deny the mom the right to see her daughter, but you don't want your daughter to get her hopes up. And all you can do is treat her like she's your own, which I'm sure you do already now. Yes, all my kids are spoiled. <laughs> right, and you know, just be as loving to her as you possibly can and be as understanding. Let her know anything she wants to express to you. She could always talk to you about it. Let her know that it's not her fault that her mom acts like this. It's that her mom has issues. It has nothing to do with her. Okay. You know, but I would just not tell her. And then if the mom does show up, oh my God, surprise. And if she doesn't, then you never knew she was supposed to be there in the first place. Yeah. All right. I'm so sorry to hear that. Hopefully she could get it together because I don't understand how anybody could treat their child like that. I don't understand how a mom could. A mom or a dad, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. You. 
Okay. Thank well, thank, you so and thank much. God, and thank God for you. Yeah. All right. That is Ask Yee. Now, again, you can always uh, call us up. We do this every Wednesday and Thursday, or you can always email me, helpmeyee at gmail.com. Now, you got a rumor report coming up, Yee? Yes, and we have a surprise guest calling in. It's not Ooh. a surprise anymore. Who is it? But Bruno Mars is going to be on the phone with us, and he has a, a big announcement because tonight's a big night for him. I'm so. not excited about that. And the reason I'm not excited about that is because Bruno Mars has never brought his ass to the breakfast club. So I don't give a damn about no funky ass phone. Well, hopefully he will soon. But you know, Bruno Mars be super busy. I can't lie. He's always I'm on busy. Tour. You busy too, you. But he be on tour. He's not even in New York ever. I've seen Bruno Mars in this building. Oh, I've walked right by I him. I haven't seen him. In the lobby of this building coming to visit somebody else, okay? <laughs> well, damn. All right, Bruno Mars. Well, I guess you will be held liable this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're still going to talk to him, right? I guess. I went to his first show ever in New York City. The first time he ever performed in New York. He's just a great uh, performer. Very talented guy who's never been to the Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's it. Yes. All right, the Breakfast Club. Bruno Mars up next for Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Club. We got Bruno Mars on the line. What's up, Bruno? Hey, how you doing? Bruno, you, you on a Boost Mobile, man? Your phone sounds horrible. You good? Oh, my bad. I'm in Chile right now, man. So I'm hoping the reception's all right. You don't got to show off and tell us where you at. That's where he is. (laughs) Come on, let me do that. Let me do that. I'm international. We know you're getting money. (laughs) Salute to all your Grammy nominations, too, sir. (laughs) Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Do you even care about that kind of stuff at this point? Oh, man, it's awesome. You know, you can't take that stuff for granted. At all. How hard I worked on this album. The fact that it's being recognized like this and people come to the shows and dancing and and being nominated in these categories is, is incredible. He also won five uh, Soul Train Awards. Come on, man. Blow me up. What was the intro? Like, y'all didn't give me no, like, intro or nothing. You know That's why we ain't give you no damn intro, Bruno? Because you, know? you, you ain't never been to the Breakfast Club, okay? Right. You call, He's in Chile. Little, you, I'm fine, <laughs> man. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm fine, man. I, I haven't had a week off in over a year. They said on my tour, I'm just singing every night. I promise y'all I'm going to come down there and, and we can chat. Oh, and, and by the way, you don't need no introduction. You're Bruno Mars, sir. Right. I mean, come but on. But he, he still wants a nice big introduction. <laughs> now, what are you, Bruno? I've always wondered that. I was going to wait and ask you that when you come here, but what's your nationality? You could have Googled it. Yeah, Google that. <laughs> Every time I Google, Google it, the only thing that comes up is the Shoney's mascot. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations also. Now, I love the fact that you came to the Apollo Theater to do your first uh, television special. Uh, that was so that was so special, man. I've, I grew up watching Showtime at the Apollo. Um, see, people don't understand that before American Idol, before X Factor, and all these singing competitions, you know, that was Showtime at the Apollo. And that stage is built, it, you know, it has the mentality of what I preach to my bands and and just, just in life when it comes to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Where you go up there, if you kill it, they'll, the Harlem audience will let you know. And uh, if you go out there and blow it. You're getting, you're getting the Sandman coming out and you're getting booed off stage. you damn so, right. It's just very entertaining one-on-one. And it would be much easier for me to just throw some cameras up at one of these uh, concerts that was performing at, but I wanted to do something new and special and hopefully make it a little more intimate for the viewers at home. And the Apollo Theater was just, uh, I, it was magical. As soon as I walked in the building, I, I, I was like, man, this is where it had to be. Did you rub the log? Absolutely. <laughs> Word. Now, Bruno, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, we're happy that you called from Chile, but I'm not going to sit on this phone and act like I want to talk to you because I'd rather talk to you face-to-face. I hate phone calls. <laughs> Thank you, 
Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, well, I do. I'm being honest. I'm happy you called, but I'm, I'm like, I don't want to talk to him over the phone. And okay? Bruno, I just want to say I'm excited uh-huh. to watch this special. You are definitely, and I can, with no hesitation, I think unanimously people would say one of the greatest entertainers that we have right now. Thank you very much. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you're better than Omarion, <laughs> but you're good. Omarion's <laughs> a killer. I, 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 killer. See, Charlamagne tried to set you up slick. to say That's something crazy. <laughs> Bruno's not falling for it. He's a well-seasoned performer. He can do this. Do you think you're better than Miguel, oh, Bruno? Charlamagne, come on, Charlamagne. What you got? Bruno, you think you're better than Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> Miguel, cold-blooded, man. You know what I mean? Is this what you're going to do on the phone? Is this what you're going to do on the yes, phone? Yes, yes, because I don't like phone there. interviews. So you can do all your on me when I'm up there. When we, when we can go toe-to-toe when I'm up there with you. You trying to dance? I know you ain't trying to battle me in dancing. Oh, okay. he's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno, bye. Hey. Have a good day, okay? I'm tired of talking to you on this phone, all right? I can't wait to see you when you come back yeah. to New York. Let everyone know. Let everyone know. My special's live at the Apollo. 10 o'clock on CBS. On CBS. There you go. That's how we know you getting money. When you get on the white network like CBS for us, music special, congratulations to you, Bruno. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, Solomon. All right, brother. Good talking to y'all. Bye, right. Bruno. I don't have interest in talking to people who've never been to the show. When Bruno comes to the show, then me and him can have a real conversation, giving us some little funky phone call. All right. Well, I have an update for you about Matt Lauer. Now, we told you earlier that he was fired from the Today Show. Well, now we have more news about it from Page Six. Now, the sources told Page Six that he sexually, allegedly sexually assaulted a female NBC staffer during the Rio Olympics. The staffer has not yet been named. She does wish to remain anonymous, but she complained to her bosses, and that's what prompted prompted them to move fast and fire him. So there were rumors about Matt having affairs with subordinates at NBC for years, but those were believed to be consensual. This incident in Rio was not. That's well, according to the source. Well, that makes sense. And they said the New York Times was uh, rumored to be putting out an article about him soon, right? Yeah, they actually said there were several outlets that have all kinds of information about him that they were planning to uh, put out uh, sometime soon. There were numerous, numerous news outlets working on stories about his alleged sexual misconduct. I have no problem with that, as long as the investigation is thorough. It sounds like they did a thorough investigation because the way it was reported initially was... We didn't know anything about it. Yeah, complaint came in Monday night Wednesday morning, he's fired. Like, we, I'm, I'm glad to know that they actually did a thorough investigation. Right, apparently they've been known, knowing about some type of misconducts for some time now, and I guess this just kind of put the icing on the cake. But uh-huh. we'll see. As you can see, throughout the day, I'm sure more updates will come in. Hey, man, I feel sorry for all you dudes out there. I keep. <laughs> I hope that y'all got, was keeping y'all noses clean. If you didn't, bye-bye. And I'm not mad at the ladies because this is going to change the culture of that industry for a long time. Forever, actually. And you know, is it surprising that all the things that women have to deal with, I always say, like, people act like it's so equal, but women really deal with a lot that sometimes we don't even speak on. And as you can see, a lot of these women dealt with stuff for decades. Well, the music industry is next. I just want y'all to know that. All right, <laughs> oh, that's already started. Don't think I it's... know you read them Russell Simmons allegations. And Russell ain't gonna be the only one. But I'm saying it's already started. It's gonna be... Hey, listen, it's been, it's been a lot of anus tampering in this game. what happened with um, L.A. Reid. Yeah, that too. It's only going to get worse. Trust all, me. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. And again, thanks to Bruno Mars for calling us up. Make sure y'all check him out tonight on CBS on his special at the Apollo. Everybody at Revolt, goodbye. We're not going to be here tomorrow, but we will be back on Friday. Yes, and DJ Envy is coming up next with the People's Choice Mix. I don't is think he? Envy should be allowed to mix when he goes on vacation. I, no listen, I got this. Especially, don't he talk during it? Doesn't he talking during it? Does he talk during it? Yeah, and he be, yeah. Okay. All right, whatever. We're Do you, boo-boo. All right, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. People's Choice Mix up next.